I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 94 of Podcast PD, we chat with Pam Hubler and we learn about the lies we tell ourselves and we can overcome self-doubt and negative thinking. And we have our next pod study recommendation. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It doesn't matter when you listen. We're just happy that you make Podcast PD a part of your anytime, anywhere professional development. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I am joined as always by my Podcast PD compadres, Stacy Lindis and Arturo Johansson Bianco. What is up, Stacy and AJ? Arturo, go ahead. You go first. I think your, your names are really, really slacking here at the names. I think no, you just, that was bad. You got to just stick to something. <laughs> you got to stick to something, man. I don't even know where you're going with this anymore. All right. So what's up, AJ? Doing doing well, Christopher. Thank you for uh, the warm welcome, as always. I appreciate it. How are you? That's that's the only thing that's warm right now in most places in this country. <laughs> it's going to be 40s. It's going to be in the 40s this week, man. It's like spring. Springish. Springish. I like that. Sorry, the weather is always warm because my mind, it's baseball season. Hold on. I thought you were going to say root. your mind was on fire. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh that, that's his other podcast, MOF, Mind on Fire. <laughs> I don't need another uh, podcast. Not yet. <laughs> I've got enough. <laughs> um, well, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll, Stacey, we'll have to talk about something you're doing, but how are you as we start the show tonight? I am doing all right. Uh, it's... Sunday. I'm all prepped for this week, so that feels good. Usually I go into the week slightly underprepared, but I'm feeling good about the week coming up. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I know Groundhog's Day is February 2nd, but this month has felt like um, weeks just keep getting added on. Mm-hmm. Like I get to Sunday and I'm like, oh, it's going to be March tomorrow. and It's not happened yet. And it's still not going to happen. And I've been thinking that I think since the 7th. So I don't know. I feel like I'm living on a Groundhog week. Um, for the entire well, month. Well, if it makes you feel better, Stacy, we are getting ready to enter the ninth week of the year. Why? Why will that make me feel better? Yeah, well, I don't understand. I don't know. We're nine weeks into twenty twenty one. So out of fifty two, all right, nine nine fifty seconds of the year is complete. Too much math for me, and it wasn't all that much. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't all that much, but I'm doing all right. How are you, Chris? I am doing well. It was a a busy week here in my world. You know teaching virtually, you know, creating podcasts, and uh, of course, spending a lot of time in Clubhouse, which we did. We did our first podcast PD Clubhouse thing, which was no, a lot was of fun. That was our second. We've done, two like, since we, our, we've done two since our last recording. Yes. That's true. The first one was like, let's try this, and the second one was more planned. It, it was cool. Stacy. now you're not podcasting, but... I mean, that's what I'm doing what right you're... now. Well... We we sort of got Stacy to do her own thing, sort of kind of in a roundabout way. And so, what are you doing, Stace? 
So tomorrow, which will be too late for anyone who's not listening live, I will be, um, I guess, creating a clubhouse room on my drive to school. And Chris will be helping me because I don't want to drive and clubhouse at the same time. It seems unsafe. So um, I don't know. I think I'm going to start with some type of Monday motivation, like a drive with me type thing. But I'm still working on the name. So if you have any ideas, let me know and um, we'll come up with a name. But it will be tomorrow at 7. Mondays at seven and then again on Fridays as a end of the week reflection and setting a setting a good mindset for your last day with your kids or in your school or for your week. I would like to suggest Stacy in the morning in her car. Nope. Nope. Okay. Was it the jingle that threw you off or just the name? I think both. I'm not a jingly kind of person. To make sure you schedule it now for Mondays and Fridays going forward. Yes. Great idea. I know. All right. Such a so bef- I just need to show it gets, we'll, we'll come up with a name. Before it gets any stranger, we do have a guest, and she, she's here on, on YouTube and Twitch and Periscope with us, and we are joined by the phenomenal Pam Hubler. Pam is an instructional coach at Daniel Island School in Berkeley County, South Carolina, and she is a Google-certified trainer. She has experience teaching K-8 through special education and general education as well as being an instructional and technology coach. Pam Hubler, welcome to Podcast PD. Thanks. That was a great summary. <laughs> you made it very simple to summarize you. But now we're going to have to expand it out and get all complicated. And thanks for being mm-hmm. here. We're very excited. <laughs> of course. Thanks for having me. And Stacy, I do think maybe like shotgun with Stacy would be kind of cool. Wow. Oh, you're sitting shotgun. Ooh. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's. (laughs) I'm going to write that down. I like that one. All right. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's a good one. Get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Pam, how are you? Life is good. School here is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I, I kind of feel you with the groundhog thing. Um, we moved over the summer, and so I feel like this year is still a continuation of last year. So it's a little long, but so I, I feel you with the Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's yeah, been, there's a, that, there's been that, a tough go. There's that joke going around that uh, when it gets to be March, it'll be March to March, and there's like nothing has happened since last March. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's ridiculous. Crazy. It is weird. We've been in person since um, the beginning of the school year, so that's been good. Um, but it's still been strange just because of the combination of kids in person um, and online and, you know, people having to learn things quick. Uh, so it's but it's been nice to see people, which I know a lot of people aren't able to do. So. All right, Pam, we're going to dive in because we brought you in here for a very specific reason. And we've had some conversations to try and get you on here in the past. And for some reason, this is the topic that really stood out. And, and the title of this episode is we're not smart enough. And that's a play on your words from your recent blog writings, where you talk about how you have felt at times that you are not smart enough. And that post really resonated with the three of us, because I'll be honest, I beat myself up all the time about what I don't know and what I'm not doing and Mm -hmm. how I'm a horrible educator or a horrible podcaster. And, you know, 
there's things I beat myself up about. And I know AJ does that and, and Stacy does that from time to time as well. Um, but let's talk about this. Why, why did you feel that way? Uh, it's a really long story. And, and I'm actually, I realized after listening to your podcast, I'm older than all of you. It makes me kind of sad. But anyway, so 23 years into education, I'm just now, um, I think, starting to get to the point where I'm old enough to say, oh, okay, I can talk myself out of those thoughts. <laughs> um, where when you're younger, you may not. But growing up, and anyone that knows me now would probably be pretty surprised. I was not a good student at all. Like I went for the socialization and I did like being there and I liked learning, but I don't think I had the motivation or really the encouragement to actually put forth the effort that I really could have, which I now know, but I didn't then. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where it comes from. And then also the things in a traditional setting, you know, when the teachers are just talking at you the whole time, I, that's not that I don't work well with that. So I'm that person that, you know, I might see something and be like five minutes later going, oh, God, what were we just talking about? I totally missed that. And at that point, I can't catch up, you know, so it's one of those. And I think a lot of people are like that. So and I was the one that was a doodler. I would like to doodle. And now I actually teach people how to sketch note. That wasn't a thing then. So, and then video, we didn't have, I mean, we didn't even have technology. Um, again, one of my strengths, I love technology. We didn't have that. So a lot of the things that we have now to learn um, are not things that we had to learn. It was a book, paper, and the teacher that told you everything. So, and it just, it wasn't something that I really got into at the time and put forth like this much effort. So that's basically where it came from. And then hearing whether it's parents or just um, really even teachers, I hate to say, um, you know, not being very positive just because they don't know what's going on, you know. So that's kind of where it came from. And, and I think most people can connect at some point in their teaching or just education career with that same thought. I'll raise my hand. I can connect with it. <laughs> Yeah, Pam, you, you, the way you're describing that, that sounds like me to a T as a student. I did not enjoy going to school. I went to school for for basically three reasons. My friends, baseball, mm -hmm. and because I had to. And yeah. that was really about it. <laughs> yep. See, I for love me, I school. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, for me, I, I was, I guess I was a good student, or the more I reflect back on it, I think I played the game of school well. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't cause trouble. I was well liked by my teachers. And if I really think back on my four years of high school, you know, was I smart or was I just well behaved and did what I was supposed to do? And did that pay off? Uh, I like to think that I was intelligent and I've gotten more intelligent because of that experience. Um, but there are days where I, I have my doubts of, you know, how did I get to where I'm supposed to be? And, you know, am I justified in doing what I do? Yeah. And I, I'm, pretty similar to all of that in that, um, you know, as an adult, there's always that self-talk that is not always the most positive. And, um, but I think my, my schooling or my school years were a little bit different than yours. I adored going, I love school. I was a teacher's pet that should not surprise too many people. And, mm -hmm. um, and I just, I really, really liked learning. I still really, really enjoy learning. And I think that, um, 
by the time I got to middle school and high school, I realized that it was not going to be as easy as elementary school. And I think that that created a work ethic in me that um, has served me well. But I also know how how you can definitely get stuck in your head and wonder over and over again if you're good enough or you're smart enough and gosh darn it, do people like me, right? And what does that look like? And, mm-hmm. you know, how do you get out of that negativity? I like how you said that about getting stuck in your head because that's one of my my phrases when I talk about that is like get out of your head and into your heart um, because that we do, we get in that vicious cycle of what you tell yourself and then it's hard, it's hard to get out of sometimes unless you either need somebody else to get you out of it or you have to have some kind of um, routines or even if it's just listening to something in the morning or just something to get you out of your head. <laughs> so we're, we're, we do more damage to ourselves than some of the people around us, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. And so you talk about those routines and things that help you get out of your head and into your heart. So what are those routines for you? For me, um, and I, I'm, I'm a Christian, so that, it, you know, prayer is one thing that I do. Um, and even the music that I listen to, I tend to listen to more inspirational type music or at least more upbeat music. Um, and then now that I do love learning and I love um, I love teaching other people, like that stuff, it actually helps me. If I'm helping other people, then I totally get out of my head and into just helping others. So, and I think everyone's different as far as what um, what they need to do in order to get there. But for me, that's that's pretty much it. And then I also um, I have like I have a kind of a journaling planner. It's a passion planner, um, and it does have some reflection included in that. And I do use it, um, and that kind of helps me look at what I've already done. And it kind of asks you some questions so that way you can plan for like, what do you want to change? What did go well? And then what didn't go well? And how can you change that? So just making yourself be reflective and um, move along without really kind of sticking in the past too long. Is being reflective something that's always been a part of you or, you know, where did you pick that up from or Honestly, I was not, I think I've always been intuitive as far as um, people like moods and things like that, but reflecting for myself was not. Um, And I don't think I really started it until um, I was a personalized learning coach um, a few years back. And that was one of the things that we started talking about with kids, um, like getting them to reflect in order to make changes and setting goals and all that stuff. And I don't think I realized I didn't do it myself. So I think that's really when it started because we were obviously teaching kids how to do it. So when you start teaching people how to do it, you start doing it more yourself. So I don't think I was really as reflective until then. Um, I think that's pretty much when it started, probably probably only, I don't know, maybe five years ago where I really started making that a habit. So the blog post that um, Chris referenced in the beginning, you make reference to reading Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I know that she has a whole routine. I don't want to call it a journaling routine, but I know that there are some prompts that you can go through daily um, that I actually started incorporating that I really enjoy. And I'm wondering if that's also part of your practice where you do um, your daily five things that you're thankful for. And then the 10, um, the 10 things you, you know, it's like 10 affirmations, 10 things you are, or 10 things that you um, made happen for the day. I don't really, I think, 
I, I may have tried to, um, but you know, when you start to try to do things that are too long, um, you know, you do, you're really good at it for like a week. And then after that, it doesn't happen. So I kind of do more of that. I try to uh, write in my journal every day. Um, and then really just looking at it after my work day to reflect on my work day. And then that way I can totally switch out from my work day into like personal, like what's, what does the rest of the day look like before I get back into work mode? So that's really the, the only thing, um, that I use from that. I like that switch. I bet you that makes a a more um, concrete delineation between like work and home, especially now that for so many of us work is at home. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I know that that's not necessarily the case for you, but I know for many others right. it is, and it's like almost like closing a book literally, literally. and moving on to something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm I totally get like I get absorbed into all the educational stuff. Well, between the podcasts and the books, I mean, I always have, geez, I usually have about three books in my bag for just what I feel like reading at the moment. Um, And so I kind of have to do that. So I pay attention to my family. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll be playing on the computer or I'll be on a Twitter chat or there are so many things that if they're all busy, that's what I'm doing. And I like it. I like I really do like it. So it's not like I'm overworking myself. I I like it. I think that falls under something I've seen of late where, you know, again, with, with the way the world and education is right now, we see a lot of people saying and talking about self-care and how are people getting their self-care and how do you escape from the things that you want to take a break from or escape from. And, you know, like for me, you know, I, I dive into, you know, whether it's this podcast or, you know, House of Ed Tech or like I, I will still sit here, you know, that's part of how I do escape, even though I sit here at the same computer and I will do my live stream classes for the high school and, you know, what I do, you know, for, for college, you know, I still find value in sitting here and I will relax and I'll listen to podcasts or I'll throw on some more Spotify and I'll work on stuff. But this is still where I can escape, even though at times sitting in the same spot aggravates me, you know, when I see all avatars on the screen and I'm not getting the engagement that I want. Um, what is it? for you besides, you know, maybe reading or do you find yourself doing similar things where you still dive into your profession or what, what does Pam do outside of education where, how how do you escape and kind of recharge? Well, we have, um, my husband and I have been married for 27, 27 years. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a wonderful thing. (laughs) Thanks. Um, yeah, so we've been married for a long time and he's still, he's still like my best friend. So we do like to do things together. And now that our kids are getting a little bit older, we try to, you know, every, every week where it's like, okay, it's Thursday, let's go out to eat just because, and we leave the kids at home. Um, cause they can find stuff to eat. (laughs) Um, so really spending time together is one thing. And then we just moved out to more of a country area, um, in South Carolina. Um, so just being outdoors, um, just, you know, lots of places to go. Um, what else? And then I have been exercising more lately because, you know, we all had to sit through COVID at home for a while and then it's like, okay, um, I need to start doing something. So I've been going to the gym more and um, I still listen to my podcasts and stuff like that when I'm there, but it does get me away from everything. And you can't really multitask when you're at the gym. So um, that's, that's helpful. Um, so really that's it. And I, I would love to doodle. Um, you know, I said, I like to sketch note and like to draw a color. So sometimes I'll do that. Even my son likes to do that. 
So, um, yeah, so it just depends. But I do like creating things um, technology wise or, you know, the blog. And um, I do um, the Shake Up Learning um, community. I do the moderating on there. So and I but I like it. I really do like it. So that's my little social outlet there. So there's a lot of things I do to unplug, um, but it's not usually unplugged. That's the funny part. <laughs> AJ, what about you? And not, not that we're like interviewing each other, but you know, you're in this new role as an administrator. You, you're like me, you got the little kids at home. So it's not like you in the shadow are leaving the kids home to forage for themselves. <laughs> so what does it look like for you? What does unplugging look like for me? Is that what you're yeah. asking me right now? What does unplugging look like for me? <laughs> um, sure. I, I, I don't know. My unplugging is between 5 and 6 a.m. I sit there, have a cup of coffee by myself in the absolute quiet until I have to start getting dressed for work and waking up the family to get them moving. And then it happens again at 9 o'clock at night where I can kind of just do the things that I want to do. You know, I, I think, you know, that's where that's, and Chris, you know, this, like everybody, everybody basically knows, like we are recording this at night. It's going to go out for everybody through listen whenever they want to. But, you know, I asked for this time because this is the time that we're settled, right? So nine o'clock at night is my time and I'm a night owl. So I'll stay up until 12, one o'clock in the morning, do the things I need to do and be up again at five, five thirty the next day. So, um, that is my time to unplug. And something I've talked about in the past is just, it's different for everybody. Stacy, raising your hand. You don't, you don't like going to bed too late. You like to get up early You do your thing. So I get it. Like it's different, but during that time between nine to 12, I do anything I want to do, whether I'm watching sports, watching a movie, reading, writing, uh, recording, you name it. Right. We, we know that recording the show sometimes cuts into Stacy's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> that it does. That it does. Depends how long the post show goes. Yes, that's usually what it is. And so I know someone mentioned um, starting clubhouses after they record live, and there there's no way that could happen for me. I, I don't think that's something we will do, but I mean, that that's a time suck now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like Stacey, I'm missing out on the clubhouse thing, but I, no, I'm Pam, one of those. I don't want to make you feel left out. Are you Android or... IPhone? Yes, I am. I, I am Android. I'm PC, like all that. I don't, I, the only thing I have with I in front of it is an iPod that lives in my car that hasn't been synced since 2010 because I'll lose all my music. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So it just kind of lives there. Well, when, when they, again, Clubhouse is going to come to Android. It's only a matter of time. It's too popular not to. So I imagine you'll find yourself on there playing with yes. us over there too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sure. All right, Pam, no. I'm going to dig in because I, mm-hmm. I'm really curious about this. And Chris, you touched on it before, but I want to, I want to dive deeper here. So the blog post that you wrote is from January and January mm-hmm. this year. And I got to be honest, uh, reading it really inspired me because a lot of the lies that you mentioned uh, are things that I have told myself a lot over the last, we'll say, five and a half years, right? So a lot of lies you highlight, something like, I'll start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely something that that I said to myself and still say to myself um, that it's going to happen. I, I like told Stacy, I like starting things on a Monday or I like starting things at the beginning of a month. So I got two opportunities for that coming up tomorrow, Monday, or March 1st, both on a Monday. So 
that I'll start tomorrow is huge for me. But I really want to go to this big one here, the I'm not smart enough. Um, I know there's a whole story behind it that you're going to share. And I don't know if you want to kind of dig into what you're planning, but I'll, I'll let you I'll let you keep that a secret if you want to. Um, but, you know, I, I'm in my new role as a vice principal and I'm sitting in admin meetings or I'm sitting in front of my teachers and, I, and you know, people are asking questions and I feel like I have an answer. And then I have an answer. I'm like, was that the right answer? You know, and then I question myself, you know, a lot of a lot of self-doubt and negativity kind of creeps in. And like I said, it's been there for five years. So why did what made you write this post? I know you're based on a book, but what made you write this post? And from your reflection of it, how has it changed you? Well, when I listened to, because um, when I was walking, and I want to say it was actually when we first went on quarantine, I was listening to it because, of course, walking was one thing we could do. Um, so I was listening to it and all the lies that she had talked about in her book, I was like, oh my gosh. And it just, I realized that even though it wasn't an educational book, I thought of all the things that teachers or just educators in general, all the things they have to do, all the hats they wear, um, and just all those lies that we do tell ourselves mainly because of, well, because of all the hats. Um, and I think, especially when, like when we start a new position or let's say, you know, you're teaching one grade one year and then the next grade you have to go up to. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I have to start over. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I don't know enough for this. I don't know the standards. I don't know just so many things that you may not know. Um, And then that's when the self-doubt kind of gets in there. Like, I'm not smart enough to do this. Um, And the whole, like, as far as when I do talk about the, um, not being smart enough. And I did mention a little bit that, um, you know, the way the things that my, my sister was a very hard worker at school. I was not, but I'm the oldest. So it was one of those like, you know, not that it was ever intentional, but it's like, look, your sister has homework. Do you have homework? (laughs) No, (laughs) Um, you know, things like that. So it was always like, you know, when you're always compared to somebody else, for a long time, then it just starts to get in where you're like, do you even want to try anymore? Like, no, I don't because I have no reason to. I'm not that person. Um, and then I think as I started looking at the different ones that she had mentioned, it started coming up again. Um, we even had a um, like a it, it, I think it was actually one of the pastors um, did a little session for us at school and he talked about lies. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this just keeps on coming up. And that's when I was like, this is definitely a thing, especially now when everyone's in a situation that kind of puts you in more of a negative headspace um, just because of the situation around us. Um, I think it gets worse. And when we're not with the people that we are normally with, or maybe you have that group of people that are really positive and you thrive off of being around them, but you can't be around them because of either quarantine or whatever it might be. Um, so it just, it just kept coming up. Um, so I figured, well, it wasn't just me, (laughs) obviously it's not just me. So the more we could talk about it and come up with strategies of how to get out of those, the negative thoughts, um, I just figured it would be a good conversation to start, you know? So, so I appreciate that because I feel like none of us want to talk about that. We don't Mm -hmm. want to allow people to know that we are doubting ourselves but it's happening right on a regular yeah. basis um mm-hmm. so i think that's really powerful so i appreciate like reading through this 
I, I appreciate what you had shared. Thanks. And, there, you know, there was another, um, it was years ago, um, when actually when the personalized learning coach position that I did, it was one of those positions that um, came up and a friend was like, oh my gosh, this job has your name written all over it. And I was like, all right, I, was, I wasn't planning on moving or doing anything. And then another person came to me with the same position. It was like, you've got to apply. This is, it literally has your name all over it. I was like, oh, well, I guess this must be my next plan. <laughs> so, you know, I applied, I got it. But the people that I worked with were amazing. And it was this one group. I think we might have had about 20 of us at the time. And it was one of those moments where you get into that position like yours, AJ, like you're like, oh, my gosh, like I am not I am not at the caliber of these people or there's I'm not even close to as smart as these people. Um, and then you have to get out of your head <laughs> and start to think, well, OK, they hired me for this. So somebody thought I either had the potential or something about what I can bring to the table is valuable to this position. And um, one of the videos, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I think it's Amy Cuddy, um, The Power of Body Language. Um, and it's like a 20 minute. Yeah, oh my gosh. Right? Just listening to that, I think I cried the first time I heard it because I was like, oh my gosh, like the fake it till you make it thing, which, mm-hmm. you know, the more you start to believe and the more you start to, I don't know, I guess present yourself in the way you want people to see you as it's like you start to become it. And I don't know. So that was a roundabout way to answer that. But um, (laughs) so I do think that that was another time where it was that aha moment where, okay, well, somebody put me here into this position. So somebody thought I had the potential or they needed me for some reason or another. And then of course myself, like I said, I'm a Christian. So it's one of those like, okay, well, all right, God, this is the plan. Now this is where we're going. I've had the similar experience, but not with the same results as oh. <laughs> Stacy and AJ and, and, and people know in that I, I've been in that position where, hey, Chris, apply for this job. It's got your name all over it. And uh, yeah, no, has it have gotten that job yet? But as I sit here and, and I'm hearing you talk about reflection and I'm reflecting, I'm like, all right, I could talk about that. But then I then the other thing that creeps into my head is, well, there's what I do at the university level where people said, Hey, this is for you. You Stacy and AJ were like, you go for that. And like, I th- I'm thriving in that role, you know, but you know, there are those things where I, I don't, I'm not cool enough to talk in the third person, but Chris gets in Chris's head and I, I, I need to like fight myself and beat up like that evil version of me. That's like, you can't do it. You're not good enough. And I just want to punch mm-hmm. that guy in the face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Luckily, I have good too, friends like Stacy. Yeah, oh, right. Sorry. You just want to punch me in the face. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, but uh, like I have my people. Like I, I have Stacy and AJ, and you know, you talk about the relationships that you have with the people that you work with, and it, sometimes you have that in your building or in your district, and sometimes you find people in other places. So I've got mm-hmm. Stacy, I've got AJ, I've got people that I still talk to in my district in my school. We talk on Google chat during the day, or we text and, uh, you know, connecting with people on Twitter. Again, this is, this is a big theme of the last couple episodes mm-hmm. here at podcast PD, you know, the power of connecting. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything I you're saying that. resonates. Yeah. With, cause I listened to, um, that one the other day and I, 
when I had the personalized learning coach position, I, I love social media. It's just because I'm, I'm just that extrovert person that needs people. <laughs> um, but I was listening to that and it made me think of, they, they made us use Twitter. Um, and it was one of those times where I was like, Oh man, like I, I already have so much. I don't, I don't need another one. Um, and so I always joke, they made me tweet. So kind of like the literally like, Oh, they made me tweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they did, but, um, it turned out to be amazing. And I, you know, obviously I'm on there all the time. I think that's how I connected with most of you. Um, and that also gave me another level of like a group of people to connect with and, because it was a place where I realized that you can be in the same conversation with a superintendent, with a teacher, with like all different roles, but it's the same conversation or same topic. And then you don't even realize what that person does and it doesn't matter. So that kind of, that kind of gave me another level of, Oh, okay. It's like, Oh, wow. I'm talking to a superintendent or I'm talking to whatever. Um, and it didn't matter. And it's not, you're never in the same place at those people with those people in person usually. So in a social media platform like Twitter, it just, it's, it's open to just ideas instead of what your title is. See, it's so amazing. You say that. And that's something I thought of like at the beginning when I was on Twitter, like we connect with all these people, we feel great talking to all these people. We feel like we can, we can do it. Right. We all like, Oh, I can talk to this person, that person doesn't matter what your role is, what your title is. Everybody's on the same level. But then when you get face to face, you're getting your school, you start doubting yourself if you can actually have Mm -hmm. those conversations. So I I don't know what it is. And I don't know if you experience that. Like if you feel like more comfortable behind a computer screen or on a phone versus in person, like not that I can't hang because I feel like I've built up that confidence or I can hang, but it's just Mm -hmm. different. Like that thought process when we're over the computer. Yeah, I do think it's easier over the computer. And I think because, you know, if they're there, they're comfortable with having a conversation with anybody where when you see them in person, you almost have to kind of feel out the room to see, like, can I just walk up to this person or is this person really weird when it comes to chain of commands? I mean, and because in districts, they have that. I mean, sometimes it's just not you don't just walk up to this person. Um so I guess it also depends on personality. Um, but, you know, that's harder to figure out. <laughs> but if they're on Twitter, they're there for the conversation. So they'll talk to anybody, you know. It's true. Very I want to shout out other Pam, Pamela, who's watching us on yes. YouTube. And she has a great comment. Uh, your PLN helps you close down the negative voices. Hashtag, mm-hmm. we all need cheerleaders. Love that. Yes. I love that. And it's funny because Pam is, we're, we're very good friends and um, we do a coffee EDU together. Uh, she works for Discovery Education. Um, and so, yeah, that's, so she's my other Pam. We're Pam squared when we're together. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, do you want to ask Pam or can you ask Pam our all guest question? Yeah. So one of the questions that, um, we like asking it. Well, I have two questions for you um, because we've been doing this pod study thing. And, and while you don't have your own podcast yet, as Chris would say, <laughs> um, looking at your blog, I mean, you've been blogging since 2014, which in the blogging world is a really long time. Um, is there a blog post besides the one that we talked about tonight that you would point people to that you think that would have a good impact for people now 
um, whether it be COVID days or people now in their negative self-talk or just something that you, you know, you're like, this is the one post. If, if, if this is the only thing that my blog is known for, this is the one post, what would that post be? Oh, that's hard. Cause I, although I've been doing it for a long time, I did start doing that just as a way of sharing ideas. And I figure, okay, whoever reads it, reads it. If they don't like it, they're not going to read it. So, right. So just put it out there. Um, (laughs) But I did write one. I want to say it was probably in August and it's really not for like the whole, um, like what we're talking about here, but it's more just kind of planning for a year like no other. Um, And I just pulled together a bunch of resources and some of it is a little bit of self-care, but really I think a lot of it was more resources for the whole blended learning and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, I'd have to look to see what it's called, but I think it's called planning for a year like no other. Um, But it was this year. It's called a year like no other. I think it's a year. Yeah. So that's a look. A year like no other. And (laughs) you you posted it on August 23rd for anyone who wants to go back and look. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yep, yes. Yep. So that had a bunch of resources in it. Um, and other than that, I'd honestly have to go back. I've got a bunch of other things that are Google related, um, but you know, they're not, they're not super deep. It's just helpful. <laughs> and sometimes we don't need the super deep. Sometimes we just need the quick and yes, get it done type thing. Right. All right. And so the second question, the one that Chris was referencing is, um, you know, you have a prolific background in being a professional development type person, Um, So what type of PD do you prefer to either attend or if you're in charge of the PD, what type of PD do you like to give? Um, I definitely like the in-person PDs, um, definitely more than what we're having to do now. Um, Conferences, that's how my love of all things education really probably started um, going to conferences. And FETC in Florida is the one that I would go to. Um, And I honestly think I started going 20, like it it was a long time ago um, because I grew up there. So that was where I first um, started teaching. Um, So conferences are number one. Um, Ed camps, honestly, I think are they're really, really valuable. And that's actually our friend Pam that's here. Um, we, I think we may have met in person at an ed camp at the first time. Um, those are great because then you meet other people for one that, okay, they're at an educational event on a Saturday. So right there, you know, you're gonna have something in common. Um, and then it's just a, a great networking place. And then mm-hmm. you can kind of have, everyone has a voice and I do love ed camps. Um, and then as far as, school related. I like to have unstructured time, even if we do have in-person sessions, um, kind of have some unstructured time. So that way, if you do have a connection with other people in the room, you do have time to plan or even just to have a conversation. So that way it doesn't stop there. Because I think that's kind of one of the things that we don't really take advantage of is the next steps after professional development. And it's usually the connections and or finding those kind of like the PLN, but in person, um, finding those people to continue to learn with, or at least build those networks with. I love that. All of that speaks to me as an extrovert. And like, every time you're like, I'm an extrovert. And I'm like, yes, she is. She's like (laughs) at conferences and she's talking to people and she likes helping others. And I think like, yeah, I totally get all that. Yeah. Have you ever done that? That's totally off topic, but um, have you ever done the color code test? It's colorcode.org. You've got to do it. I, I, all of you, you got to do that. Um, it is, and it's actually super helpful when it comes to 
um, like building communities in school, because if you, it's one that you take the test when you're a kid, like you think of how you were as a kid. So that way you can't really, because you can almost kind of make it say what you want to, if you think about how you are now situational. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about how you were as a kid, you can't really make that up. I mean, I guess you could, but why would you? You're just taking the test. Um, and so, and there's like four colors. There's white, red, blue, and yellow. And yellow is like fun. Everything has to be fun. That's me. I'm like a Pac-Man size of it. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> um, red is more like power. Blue, I think, is more, um, I can't really think of the description of that one. But then white are like the peacemakers. So it's just a really neat thing to do to find out kind of how to deal with those people in your building, how to deal with them, but then also how they can deal with you. So it's actually very cool. But anyway. Perfect. Good to know. (laughs) Thank you. Everything we've talked about, we will do our best. We'll we'll go back and uh, make sure everything is in the show notes for this episode out at Podcast PD dot com slash 94. Uh, and one of the things that'll be there is a link to this blog post from Pam and it'll link out to her website, which is spedtechgeek.com. And you're going to want to connect with Pam. If you are not already connected with Pam on Twitter, she is at special techie. And we had a great time talking with Pam and I'm going to throw in one more question because we're about to announce our next pod study podcast episode. And this one is going to come to us from AJ, but Pam, what podcasts are you enjoying right now? Give us well, one or been, two that you're loving. Well, you, you know, I have to say shake up learning cause that's like, she's my favorite. Um, <laughs> so shake up learning her podcast for sure is number one. Um, and then I have actually been catching up on podcast PD and the house of a tech. Um, Cult of Pedagogy is one that I listen to. And um, let's see, there, there's quite a few, but that's, I'll just leave it at that. Well, I'll have to ask then, what is your favorite non-education related podcast? I don't listen to any others. If There's been a couple that are more inspirational, but I usually don't. Like I, They're on there, but I never go to those. So I really don't. It's either I'm listening to a book that's completely unrelated um, and or a podcast that's educational. I'm also just curious because, well, we have Stacy here. Uh, Pam, how many unlistened to podcast episodes do you happen to have on your device? Downloaded? I think there's only four. Now, okay. Now, when you say four, is that like the singular four in the ones place? Well, if we're looking at math, the ones place, the number four? Yes. <laughs> huh. Just that's four. funny because I think if we correspond that to Stacy's number, her number has four digits. What's your number, Stacy? <laughs> but do they download do automatically? Because if yes. mine, oh, yes, they if do. mine downloaded automatically, I would I would have I would have a lot more. Those I like intentionally download them. So that's not really like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I they download automatically so I can not forget about them, but forget about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like almost like a, oh, it's like when you buy that book and it kind of sits on your shelf until you're ready for it. That's how Mm -hmm. I feel like some of these podcasts are. But my number is 2,748. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And that was, Chris, after deleting um, some of the podcast PD duplicates that re-downloaded after the merge onto our new site. So, um, yeah. Well, don't worry. If people haven't figured it out, they're not hearing this anyway. I'm just saying. <laughs> 2,748. That's my number. Are, 
Are you okay with that number in your email box? That's the big question. Oh, it's not an email. So it's it's a badge, okay. like, right? So it's like at the okay. bottom. It's kind of <laughs> I just need that number. you like, you know, you see the number on your email? Like uh, that? No, my email, my email right now is 25. <laughs> and some of them just kind of okay. linger because again, I'll get to them. It used to be inbox yeah. zero. I stopped. I stopped hurting oh, myself with that yeah. one. I can't do that, but I can't handle the number. I've seen a lot of people where they've got that, like thousands of unread emails. I'm like, oh my God. No, I, I won't go over two digits. <laughs> you say that now. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Before AJ talks about our next pod study podcast, we'd like to thank our executive producers for without whom which podcast PD wouldn't be as awesome as it is. So if you've ever gotten value from these conversations, and I'm sure that you do, uh, there is a way that you can support our efforts as we create this podcast for you. You can show your support on a monthly or a yearly basis, and you can support Podcast PD by either donating $5 a month or $50 per year. And as a thank you for your support, we will give every executive producer an exclusive sticker. And if you support us on a yearly basis, we will also get you a Podcast PD mug and a t-shirt. For more information, you can go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer. And I want to thank specifically Adam Kelly, Mike Brilla, I tried to do that as best I could, Stephanie Scrocky, and Sandy Hartman. Thank you for being executive producers of this fine podcast. AJ, what's our next pod study? Pod study number two. All right, for pod study number two, here, here's your, your job out there, listener. You're going to go find the Peg Doesn't Fit podcast. You're going to go find episode 15 called Eric's Dream School. But I'm going to put a twist on it because we're going to have both Eric and Ryan on the show with us next week. So if you get done with episode 15, go listen to episode 17 because it deals with Ryan's dream school. So we can do with both of their dream schools and their visions for what school should look like uh, going forward. So again, Peg Doesn't Fit, episode 15 and 17. And uh, we're going to talk about that March 7th. Yes, sir. March 7th, live with... Eric and Ryan from the Peg Doesn't Fit. Nice. That's very exciting. All right. So, Pam, did you have fun here on Podcast PD? I did. It was nice to chat with you. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Yes. We've been, we've been, we've been trying. Yes. P- Pam, uh, we said before we started, for you, those of you, for you who's listening on the podcast side, Pam's voice has been in my head a couple of times because she's been a <laughs> multi-episode guest on uh, the Google Teacher Podcast, Rest in Peace. And uh, not not Pam. Pam is very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I've heard Pam's voice before and I'm very familiar with her work. And I'm glad we were able to get you on here and have this great conversation, which I believe anybody listening to it and, and hearing your words and, you know, connecting with us and hearing even our stories and reading your post. It's not so bad. Right. It, it, it will get brighter you know dark mm-hmm. days will will be gone and you know that, that i'm not even talking about covid like just the fact right. that like we're teachers and sometimes it's not easy to do what we do day in and day out it, it's it'll get better and just yep. find the people who you can count on i think is a big takeaway for me tonight yeah what was get it out we of your all head. Need <laughs> hashtag we all need cheerleaders we all yes. need cheerleaders all right stacy is it time magic it's time. It is time. All right. So it is time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. 
Say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, Pam. <laughs> goodbye, Pam. I was curious about that. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Podcast PD. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.